This is The Jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XMLQ. It is 15 before the hour on this Friday morning, October 2nd. I think you all have a clearer vision of why Matt Nathanson is such a good, good friend of mine off mic. What a brilliant guy, and he's so, so talented. His new album is called Show Me Your Fangs. It's available today. Get it, get it, get it. We are now joined by... The first thing I said when she walked in, I was like, I remember you! Andy Timoner is here, and she has created this... Did I say your name wrong? It's okay. Say it. Timoner. Timona. Timoner. I, Timoner. Yeah. Oh. Ew. <laughs> but I got the first name right, Andy. Andy is correct. Right, okay. She has uh, created a documentary about Russell Brand. That actually, you can get like a little glimpse of me in there, um, because uh, it, she followed him. How like For how many months did you follow years. Russell Brand? A couple years? Of years, yeah. She followed Russell Brand for a couple of years, and she was with him when he came to visit Sirius XM to promote his book, Revolution, and she was in the studio the day that I interviewed Russell. And I told her, I reminded her of how he barked at her right before we started rolling tape on the interview. And I thought how odd that was because it was such, it was such a personality swap. The movie is called Brand A Second Coming. And, and before we even dig in, I was uh, telling Andy before we turned the mics on that I watched the movie and that contrary to what you may be reading because you're hearing about how Russell didn't want the movie to come out. He tried in every way possible to stop the movie from being seen. It's not a mean movie. It is an honest movie. You leave the movie. I left the movie liking him. I left the movie liking him because I thought this is all the facets of a, of an actual person and not the fakery that most put out in front of a microphone. So what was your experience like? You know, I, I think I was originally interested in Russell uh, because of all of the contradictions. Um, I think that, you know, he's somebody who, uh, on the one hand, as he says to his mother, all of the compassion is you. He's somebody who rigorously cares really passionately and truly, I think, with authenticity, cares about um, the rights of people, just people out there and, yeah. and in people waking up and people realizing we live under an oligarchy. He cares about that. At the same time, he's surrounded by his fortress, you know, and he everything is very carefully constructed around him. And it's a lot less haphazard than one might see from the outside. He's a lot more serious and private than he puts out there. But um, I think, you know, people have thought about, well, why, why is he, why is this film a problem for him? And it, and it might be that one idea is that maybe he's controlled every every kind of missive and about himself till now. Mm. You know, everything he's ever put out there is like he wrote the book, he performs the stand up. You know, and here's this film where he gave up creative control and and I kind of came along and told the story. And he asked me to take out a lot of very vulnerable and private moments. And and if I had done all of the notes that he, I did several of them for him. Everything that I felt was ethically challenging um where i would be part of transgressing in some way I'd, I'd made those notes but if i had done all his notes we wouldn't have a movie it would be you know you wouldn't feel like you liked him at the end you yeah. wouldn't even know him at the end you, you, you know it, you wouldn't it, even know he was human it's fascinating because part of what russell brand's <laughs> brand uh was was initially built on was was this outlaw 
a vibration of I will say what people are afraid to say. I will be what people are afraid to see. And yet he was so afraid of being seen in this movie. It was incredible. I mean, he asked me to make this film. You know, he'd been trying to make a film. It started with Oliver Stone years and years ago. This film has six years, you know, in the coming. Yeah. And um, and he came to me to fix this film. And I said, I, well, actually, I didn't even know who he was. Um, I thought he was Katy Perry's boyfriend, and my manager had to correct me. <laughs> I really didn't know. I don't follow stand-up, really. Um, and then I met him, and as you know, he's just magnetic. I mean, he's, he is he's magnetic. Yeah, he's incredibly charismatic, yes. and and so intelligent. And uh, and and I thought, well, why is none of that in the footage that I saw? This is weird. It was this footage where he was just interviewing all these people about, you know, happiness. Um, people like Fifty Cent and Cameron Diaz and Donald Trump. Even we released a little clip with Donald Trump, and. Uh, it just had no cohesion to it, and, and I didn't even realize I was going to pass on the project till I met him. Then I saw a stand-up show, and I saw a man who had clawed his way to fame. I mean, really worked his way out of uh, what he called the penitentiary of anonymity in mm. his book. You know, he was going to get to nirvana by becoming famous. And instead, somebody's cell phone. Your cell phone, Larry. How could my phone be ringing? It is. How dare. How dare. Don't, why aren't they listening to this? Exactly. For God's sake. They should be paying attention. Forgive me. Oh. Um, but yeah, he, 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 he as, you, as you mentioned before the show, had this meteoric rise to fame. Yeah. And all along the way, did everything that you would think, right? Every bad boy thing that, is, that our culture teaches us is going to make us happy. You know, slept with thousands of women and had everybody on his arm and even made heroin you know, a thing for a while, right? And became a hopeless drug addict and then recovered, you know? He did all these things that we we look at that we're taught are kind of cool, right? And and rep rebellious. And then he becomes this Hollywood star, marries the biggest pop star in the world and comes up empty. It really just isn't happy, right? And not And it's not the nirvana, he thought. But instead of sitting there and complaining, he actually got up and left and went and moved to East London to go overthrow the government. I thought this is an interesting story about sort of the and also he he studied Malcolm X and Gandhi and all these right. people who put their lives on the line. I thought that was I thought that was an interesting way to look at the role of ego and narcissism and in anyone who's going to change the world. But w what I got from what I got from the movie was was very much what I got from the very brief time I spent with him which is pure misery. I I I thought this is a guy who is so far away from happiness mm. that he may never get there. And when I watched the movie, I thought, yeah, I don't know when he's going to get there. Because I, I liked him, but I thought he was irreversibly broken. Wow. And I still think that. And, and, and I got that from reading the book Revolution because the vitriol in the book, to me, was very – it was very flailing – the way a kid flails when they don't know when they you know they're, they're just trying to fight off everybody and um and to me that comes from deep dark misery i think i think it's hard for russell to yeah, i think you might be right larry i mean i i, I don't know about mis he seems he has definitely moments of bliss um but not but i think he feels like he's in between always He's, he can't be one thing or the other, you know? He's not he's not satisfied with just being a stand-up comedian. 
he wants to be some kind of massive world leader. Well, he or wants to be Robin Williams or Tom Cruise, and that's just not what's going to happen. <laughs> you think? Yes, I do. I, don't I know honestly if he do. Want to be Tom Cruise? I think he wants to be the maybe post Scientology. Yeah, I think he wants to be the quintessential <laughs> movie star, and that didn't happen. And I, I honestly, sincerely well, do. I, he was quite dissatisfied with films because it was a lot of sitting around waiting and repeating lines. And yeah. he's not somebody who even will repeat one thing. I know. And if you ask, if you want <laughs> to document Russell Brand, the thing you do is you don't ask for what you want. You ask for sort of almost the opposite of what mm. you want. I mean, he's so anti-authority. He's so, you know, knee-jerk will do the opposite. So it's very important to understand his psychology. And so being directed in a movie, you know, I mean, his ego just alone, putting that aside and listening to a director, it's like, who are you to direct me? I can only imagine. I mean, I wasn't on set mm. for some of these films, but I can't imagine by the third time they wanted him to say the same line. I'm sure he was just like so bored and couldn't take it anymore, you know? So I don't think he wants to be a huge Hollywood star. I think he wants to be Che Guevara. I think he wants to be Gandhi. I think he wants to be remembered forever and achieve immortality for having made a huge lasting mark on the world. Do you think that he um, tries to control certain things because as a person of addiction, you realize that you have very little control over yourself? What do you think? Yeah, I think that he um, does. I think, I think that I think he he does a rigorous program of staying sober yeah. every single day. And I think he's mad that he has to do that. Probably because he wants to do drugs. Yeah, he says it himself. He's like I, even seeing a homeless person, he wants to do drugs. You know, even somebody who's wrecked on drugs and has no teeth makes him want to do drugs. Yeah, you know, it's almost like you know his his drive to self destruction is so strong. You know, and the all his will to survive and and to do something meaningful with his life, you know, is equally strong. And the two that's why I mean, he's like stuck in this kind of in this in this no man's land in between all of these different things, you know. And that's why I think you sense this misery. He's frustrated, you know, and he does. He has to meditate every day and do yoga. And he's, you know, embraces these things. But then his AA and his, you know. And it's all of these things that he does to hold this really thin tether to sobriety, which he's managed to maintain for, you know, 14, 15, may, might be 15 years coming up. And, you know, while putting himself on the front lines of, I mean, he doesn't have to come out of his house and go march in a, no. you know, riot and thing and then go to a play afterwards and be called a champagne socialist. Like he does these things where the paradox of his life is like right there in front of all of us. And he puts himself up for this, you know, you saw in the movie, I mean, he's ripped to shreds for that book revolution. I know, you know, it's a great book. It is great. It's just that he mixed his personal narrative in with his manifesto. Yeah. And who does that? Right. You don't have a gonzo journalist autobiographical manifesto. That's not what mind comp <laughs> no, was. You not know, the way which, it works. <laughs> not the way it but, works, but, but it could be. I mean, why not? You know, but we like to put people in boxes and we like to criticize what we don't understand. Indeed. Don't indeed. we? I, I, yes, absolutely. The movie is called Brand, A Second Coming. It is fascinating for a variety of reasons. It's, it's a great look at this one particular person, but it'll make you think about yourself and how you fit into the world. And uh, terrific. 
Thank you. That is exactly a second coming means what's yours, you know, yeah. take a look at your own life. And and that's the reason I made it so that we could all look at the courage of one man to step out of line. Yeah. Um, and maybe emulate that in our own lives in some way. Yeah, it really is. It will make you think and feel many things. And many of them will have absolutely nothing to do with Russell Brand. And someday he'll see that. Thank you, Larry. Thank you I for coming to see that. us today. I really, really a pleasure, it. a pleasure to see you again. We thank you for visiting with us today. My goodness, what a morning, what a week. Have an awesome weekend. We will see you on Monday. <laughs> <laughs>